Kim. And I'm Jennifer. We're the hosts of the podcast Inebriated Input. Every other week, we get drunk and answer your questions. Whether it's how to handle a breakup or your latest roommate drama, or just what you should buy if you're getting a cat, we're here for you. While drinking. A lot. And being generally charming and funny. Inebriated Input is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more info at inebriatedinput.com. Cheers! So, hello. Today our guest is Hannah McBride. Um, She's an author and... Indeed. Like, okay, first of all, you have four, as of today, four published books. And you. you have a list of like 3,000 more that you want to do. I mean, it's more like 1,812. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's let's not over-exaggerate. I'd, try, I'd rather <laughs> keep it, you know, manage expectations. Right, like let, let's not get crazy. But uh, Jessica and I are both like really big readers, so it's our most fun thing when we get to talk to authors of books that we just like freak out about. Correct. And they've all been romance authors, which, what? No. Yeah. No, I take it back. Sierra. Sierra's romance, right? Yeah. Oh, Sierra Simone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I listened because I saw you guys interviewed her and I was like, oh, I love her. <laughs> well, she's from she's also from Kansas City, so uh, she came over to our house to my house. She oh, was here it. in this region. I loved it because she has a very little known YA pen name, and I was obsessed with her YA books. <laughs> yes, yes, and um, we talked to Adib. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Corian. He was so technically we haven't done. And he, um, he does, he does YA and he just won like a pretty big award for his YA books. Yeah. Like in February. Who is it? Adi? Adib Koram. Oh, you said Adi. I'm like, like Adi Elsad. I'm like, (laughs) I hung out with him in Vegas when his debut book was coming. (laughs) So there you go. Um, No, but he's a delightful man. So. Mm -hmm. Also from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, we try to get people that are around us. Well, before, you know, the pandemic, we had people come into my basement, which was really weird when I didn't, we didn't like actually know them. We'd be like, hey, you want to come over to my basement and have a podcast? (laughs) I don't think we ever. And people came. Yeah. But I think we knew most. (laughs) My new goal to make it into a a basement for a podcast. Right. For a yeah. podcast. <laughs> a podcast basement. We're also big true crime fans, so we right. like to bring in the creep. Awesome. <laughs> so, do you, um, okay, I took over, like, your introduction. So, it's Hannah McBride. She Hi. has books. <laughs> the first one is Sanctum, and I have recommended it to no less than, like, a hundred people. She's oh my gosh, funny. thank you. You're welcome. I like it so much. Hey, everyone out there, read Sanctum. I'm pretty sure I made you buy it. Yeah. I was like, you have to buy this. Yeah. You just sent me the picture and was like, this. Here you go. Get it. My condolences. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's like 
Oh, I love it. Thank you. And then the, Thank other, you. the one you just um, released the cover for. I want to see that too. I want to read it. <laughs> oh, Scars or Mad uh, World? Mad World. Well, I am scars. so excited about that book. I am so excited for Mad World. I am too. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I'm like, I want to read it now. When does that one come out? <laughs> Um, so I'm shooting for early fall, probably around the time Sanctum came out last year. So I'm writing it now. Um, you're being attacked by a cat. Yeah, the cat, the microphone is being attacked by the cat. <laughs> so yes. yeah, Mad World should come out hopefully late summer, early fall. Yes. I'm super excited about that too. <laughs> Let's just talk about books all I know time. we keep, we keep going back to the, to the book I'm stuff, sorry. but okay. So. I know you're okay. drinking tea tonight because we both and love water. tea. And- water. I'm actually watering tonight. Oh, so water. I thought you said tea. Are you lying to me, Carl? I do. So I have like three drinks. I drink Coke, I drink tea, or I drink water. Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, you are a little bit, but um, who is your badass lady tonight? Yeah. So I went a little close to home. <laughs> I picked my mom nice. as my as my badass lady. Um, and not just because she's phenomenal, which she is. Um, and not just because half of my friends are only friends with me so that they can talk to her, oh, which they are. Those cool moms. It's she's, she's like, she's not, I hesitate to say the word cool. Like she's not a cool mom, but she's literally like a kid. And she laughs. She has no problem making fun of herself. She's hysterical. She is the heart and soul of our family. Um, She, you know, she struggled with some learning disabilities growing up um, with reading and comprehension and stuff. Um, She and my dad actually were high school sweethearts, got married when they were 19. And this year will be their 50th anniversary. Oh, yay. Happy anniversary, parents. um, They tried for almost a decade to get pregnant and couldn't get pregnant. Um, tried fertility treatments, tried everything. Um, and my mom has like being a mom is all she wanted to be. Um, so they adopted my sisters who, um, are biological sisters. Mm-hmm. And then of course got pregnant with me a couple of years later <laughs> and a few years after that with my brother. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, stories but, I've heard like that though, where people kind of, yeah. it's almost like they give up yeah, and then it happens for so, them. I think it's like, it's, they give up on that stress and everything. And then it's like, the yeah. body's like, cool, cool, cool. I'll do it. Yeah, now. we'll just cool. do it our way. Then this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here so my Surprise. my sisters um, both have disabilities. They're both developmentally disabled, mm-hmm. um, autism, autism, and mental retardation. Um, and my mom has essentially dedicated her entire life to taking care of them. Like oh no questions asked. Has never looked back. That's like amazing. she just. Your mom is cool. This is what we're doing. Um, and you know, she's. She is the sweetest, soft, most soft-spoken person you will ever meet, um, which is why it's hysterical when she gets angry. <laughs> I mean, if you're not the person she's angry at, that is. Right, right. Like, oh, um, no, I made mom mad. Yeah, but she's, you know, she is absolutely, like, the glue that keeps our entire family together. And sometimes I just stand back and watch her, and I'm like, this is why I don't have children, because, you know, like... I would have just kicked them all out at this point. <laughs> Whereas well, she is, yeah. 
kind kind of hard to argue that there's people in the world like her though because we really need them yeah and i'm not that person right i mean you have to really it 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 sounds like she really has her shit together and i just don't yeah she does and i'm like yeah i don't understand how you do this like technically i'm an adult now i think um and or at least i have been for like 20 years something like that (laughs) (laughs) and watching her i'm like how were you already married for like two decades at this point and like had four children and i'm like i don't understand your life yeah Yeah. (laughs) so she's not you know she's you know not out there saving the world or you know but she's very much you know an unsung hero in our family and she's saving all of your worlds she is on a daily basis yeah i like her what's her name me too See, now another person wants to be friends with me to get to my yeah. mom. You know, new What's matter. your mom's name? Cheryl. Cheryl. I like it. Mm. See? That's a good name. Is it spelled like Cheryl? Yeah. Shirley girl. But Cheryl. I like it. I like it. Um, do you have an organization that you want to highlight? Um, so my big organization that I love to support, and I found out about it about um, 10 years ago, is called Rafa House. And they are an organization that is dedicating to helping um, women and children who are victims of um, sexual slavery and human trafficking. Oh um, and they help um, get them out of those situations and then help rehabilitate them. Um, and they often will... Um, help women like start a, their own business and become independent and self-sufficient. Um, so human trafficking has always just been something that has been like an issue that is just, I, I don't know. It's just been like that, like that issue that I feel like everybody needs to know about this. Why don't people know about this? Why don't people do more th- stuff about this? Right. Uh, yeah. I you feel know? like people, and, there's like people that share all the fake shit on Facebook about it, but don't want to actually like, like help. Yeah, does that actually help? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're definitely, you know, they provide aftercare um, for people who are trafficked and exploited, for children, women. Um, and, you know, they're a very low key organization, which is, you know, how they operate mm-hmm. and how they've been able to save so many people. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're definitely, they're a more lesser known organization. Um, as far, you know, in the fight against human trafficking, but I definitely think they deserve a lot more recognition for what they're doing. Yeah. That's a good, that's that's a good one. Man. I've never, I don't, I haven't heard of it. People we speak to on here just, I love everything. Everyone's picking all the best things. So great. Man. Wheeled in. This one next. It's been like two months since we recorded. Three months? A long time. I don't even know. Took a break. It was in December because we were like, we are never doing oh, December yeah. we again. We were like freaking out. We were like, let's never, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> I can't imagine. December. Like, what were we thinking? What were That's... we thinking? It was old. Yeah. It was we bad. were not. Yeah. We didn't think about it. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that so, again. <laughs> I mean, you already kind of told us about growing up because you talked about your mom. But, I did. Um, like, where did you grow up? What did you do? Who did it shock to? What did you see? Um, 
where did I grow up? So I was born in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, moved away when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So my dad got transferred and you apparently can't leave your family behind. Um, so we moved to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I spent six years in Virginia, um, moved back to Maryland when I was 13. Um, and I have been here ever since. Um, I have had... I'm not much of a career hopper. Um, I did, however, have the amazing distinction of turning a two-year college into a nine-year college. Damn. That's a I know, right? Like, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> like, there's basically a major I couldn't settle on. I graduated <laughs> high school, and I was like, I absolutely love English. I love literature. I love words. So the next best step, of course, would be let's teach literature, let's teach English. And so I went to college and I took like my first semester of classes, my second semester, I took intro to education where they paired you up essentially with a teacher for a month where you shadowed them and you got to see them work. Um, And I, you know, I don't like little kids. So in middle school, (laughs) let's, we all have tried to forget the awful hell that was middle school yeah um so I was like high school high school English like I'm not gonna have to hold their hands it'll be fine so I shadowed this teacher and I realized my deep and abiding dislike of children extends until they're into their teenage years as well until they're 25 um we're like 35 35 35. except for that's even that question yeah like I I just don't like kids not the, I don't, I'm not, not a my kid thing, person. And I have two of like, them. Right. I do love them. Though. We have middle schoolers right now. It's oh my gosh. I hope you're drinking though. alcohol. Oh, I am. I'm drinking oh, beer. Good. Smart girl. Smart girls. God. <laughs> because yeah, I got I've got me a girl middle schooler, and she has a boy middle schooler. It's fun. thoughts and prayers. It's so thoughts and prayers. Send all those thoughts and pairs. Thoughts and pairs. <laughs> um, uh. So I realized after a year, I did not want to be an English teacher. So I quickly mixed that plan. Um, and then I was like, well, I have to do something with my life. I'll be a paralegal. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Took all the paralegal courses. Um, and I was a semester away from graduating with my paralegal certification, yeah. like two and a half years later. And then I was like, I really don't like this. I hate it so (laughs) much. I really just don't like my life right now. Um, So I wound up taking that and I was like, okay, what have I always wanted to do? I always wanted to do nursing. So mind you at this point, I have worked at McDonald's since I was in high school. I am now into my early 20s and now I'm a manager. So now Mm -hmm. I'm like managing and still going to school full time, whatever. Um, So I took all my prerequisites for nursing, which if you're surprised by this, if you want to be a paralegal, there's not very many science classes you have to take. Yeah. Um, no, but if you want to be a nurse, you do have to take a lot of science classes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you have to take one and then the next and then the next. You can't mm-hmm. mash them all together. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I finished up my prerequisites and I um, have always been asthmatic. Um, I have really severe asthma. Um And I was in a clinical trial, which I had been in. I've done clinical trials on and off my entire life um, through uh, my my doctor, who I've known since I was 13, since I moved back to Maryland. And he 
offered me a job, like an entry-level job doing research with them. He's like, we could really use someone. And I was like, well, I want to get out of McDonald's. I've been here for a decade. Right, like, no, I so just stay at McDonald's. Thanks. Bye. I switched out of that and I fell into this career of clinical research. And that's what I've been doing for the last, it'll be nine years this year. Um, so now I've like worked my way up and now I'm, you know, a coordinator and I run clinical trials and it's been really interesting with COVID and everything because we do respiratory yeah. trials. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. So, so you're, yeah. you're basically just all up in it with some, some COVID basically. It's it's been interesting um, because we have to do a lot of breathing tests and that kind of stuff. And um, my boss is amazing and he has done absolutely everything in his power to the effect of even renovating our offices so that like everything is like negative pressure and we're all protected as best as he can protect us. So he is fantastic. And I love like where I work and I love what I do. And then, I mean, I've always really been into books and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I wrote short stories. And then when I was in high school, obviously I was very into my feels mm-hmm. and I had to write all the poetry mm-hmm. of all my feels. Gotta get your feels um, out somehow. And then in my early twenties, I discovered the world of fan fiction mm-hmm. and spent like a decade writing fan fiction. But you don't want to spill, um, spill the name details on that one. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, <laughs> there's probably only one or two people who know me as an author that also knew me from my fan fiction oh, days. Man. And if they're not telling, I'm not telling. <laughs> so, <laughs> catch me. So I'm like, we don't need to revisit my Gossip Girl Vampire Diaries fan fiction days. Like, it's, oh it's fine. Oh like, God. let's let that lay. Um, and I stopped writing for. I'd say probably a good five or six years. I didn't really write anything. Um, I started blogging in my spare time. Um, I fell in love with blogging and sharing books and meeting readers and meeting authors. And then that turned into networking and going to events and networking with publishers and authors and PR firms. And And like um, your blogging, that's where I remember you from. Really? Yes. <laughs> I feel like no one remembers like the good old I blogging know. days. Irish banana, see? That's yeah, that was me for years. I, I was know. the Irish banana. So, and then I, I mean, I guess technically I still stuff, am. And that's how, like, when people were talking about your book releasing, I was like, but I know her name and I don't know why. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Hold the phone. It's Irish bananas. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that was me. Um and I just I got tired of blogging. I learned a lot about the industry um and a lot of it actually turned me off of wanting to write mm-hmm. because I saw how cutthroat it could be and I saw how mean people could be and um I had a friend who she lived in New York City and she managed to get a job as a publicist for Disney. Um, Disney Hyperion and she had she had been a blogger and it was this was like completely different it was you know we she she interviewed for the job they they were like yeah we're gonna take a chance on you you have a great blog we're gonna give it to you and I remember she quit after three months because from being on the inside she couldn't stand the way 
she would go into meetings and she thought being a publicist meant she was going to be promoting books and she was going to be sharing like books and like fostering a love of them. But she said every time she would have to go into a meeting and they would talk about these new books that were potential books that they were thinking about buying, Mm -hmm. everyone would just kind of sit there and rip them apart and pick out every single reason why it wouldn't work. So it was kind of like, which one is going to suck the least? And that's what we'll buy. And she, it really politician. Yeah. That's yeah. It's essentially what it is. It's, Uh, traditional pub, and that's why I was like, I don't want any part of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I can't throw myself into that. Like emotionally, I felt like I wasn't there. Um, and then Jennifer Armentrout approached me about working on a polycon, mm-hmm. um, and so I, you know, segged from you know, blogging to working events. And I worked for Novelist Inc. I ran their annual event um, and, you know, just a couple other things here and there. And then the pandemic hit. Yay. Yay. Um, and even before the pandemic hit, I had started writing Sanctum, which had a completely different title at, the t- at that <laughs> point. Um, and I only let three people read it. And harking back so to scary. my fan fiction days, right? Yeah. I was like... This is, you guys are probably going to hate this. Exposing yourself. I know. It is. It really is. It is, especially because I hadn't written anything in forever. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm just going to do it for me. I had this idea um, driving home, and I was, you know, I was just like, okay, let's just see what happens. So I wrote it. And I remember, like, because we had this big Polycon meeting at Jennifer Armentrout's house. And I remember sitting there on my laptop, like, writing it while everyone's outside playing in the pool. And my friends, my three friends were reading it chapter by chapter, oh, kind of like I was posting fan fiction again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that actually really helps me because that I am easily motivated by instant gratification. Yes. Yeah. So yes, getting like so that instant feedback. Right. Be like, do you have another chapter yet? Do you have it? <laughs> That's essentially what it turned into. And I was like, so I had fun with it. And the three of them read it. And then I was done. I was like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um but I loved that world and I left it open for more. Um, and then I started writing broken, mm-hmm. uh, roads and Larkin's novella. And basically because I fell in love with those two in mm-hmm. sanctum. So I was like, let's just <laughs> I know. I was like, volunteer to read chapter by chapter. Volunteer. <laughs> gotcha. I am volunteering as tribute. So they, so I, you know, I did that again. And then, um, I let a couple other people read it. Um, I let a couple authors read it, mm-hmm. read Sanctum, because um, I was friends with a couple authors. Alex Grayson read it. Uh, Bridget Kemmerer read it. Um, and Bridget Kemmerer was the first one who really made me, because she read, I want to say like she only read the first 50 pages or something because yeah. it was in the beginning. And she read it and she was like, you need to like do something with this. And I was like, no, Aww. I don't. No, I, don't I really don't. I do I just She's wanna... like, no, no, you need to consider doing something. She's like, yeah, I would think about getting an agent. And I even started making a list of potential agents that I wanted to send this out to. And then mm-hmm. I was like, again, flashing back to my friend at Disney. I'm like, I don't want to put myself in that position of like getting my heart broken, essentially. Right. Yeah. I didn't so want to either. I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, I don't take uh, negativity very well. I don't do rejection well. I just right. don't. Like, I so just getting, don't want that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, you hear so many authors who are very, very transparent. And it's very true that to get an agent is, you know, it requires a lot of luck and an act of God. Right. So right. I, 
I just, I didn't care. And then um, Vanetta Young, actually, mm-hmm. I gave it to her to read. She's like, I really want to read it. Cause she had heard a couple other people talking, like we had kind of joked around. She's like, let me read it. So I sent it to her and she took it and ran with the story and would not take no for an answer. When I said, I don't want to publish it. I don't want to publish it. She was like, I don't want to publish it. Published it for you. I don't want to publish it. And this one, when she read the book in October mm-hmm. of 2019, and I didn't decide to publish it until I want to say May of 2020. So that was, you know, her harping so, on me so for six solid like months. Pecked at you for yeah. six months until you <laughs> like had to do it. And oh, finally, I was thank like, "Thank you, Vanetta." <laughs> So I, at that point I was like, well, and Krista and Val and Jess, Mm -hmm. those were like the three people who read my book. Um, as I was writing it, they constantly told me, do something with it, publish it, do something with it. Um, and I was like, no, I'm just doing this for me. You guys can read it. Like you can read it and that's, I'm good with it. Plus in the back of my head, I'm like, they're three of my friends. They're not going to tell me it's awful because they're amazing humans. So Vanetta at the time, I didn't really know her that well. So when she really wouldn't let it go, I don't know. It just, for some reason, it struck me different. Mm -hmm. So I just, when the pandemic hit and everything kind of shut down, I, I had gone from a girl who was constantly running. Um, You know, I would work 10 hours a day um, at my office job and then I'd come home and I'd plan events. And on the weekends, I often had a part-time job. I worked at Ulta or I worked for Philosophy, the skincare company, and worked in stores. I constantly wanted to stay busy and all of a sudden I couldn't stay busy. There's nothing to do. (laughs) So... I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to try it. It'll, it won't go anywhere. Watch. I'm going to sell three books. And I was, I was absolutely completely flabbergasted by the response and by people actually reading it. It, it Uh, absolutely changed everything. So (laughs) it's really, really good. Well, thank you. I, but I swear that book was never supposed to see like the public eye ever. I, it's another one of those series for me that I could very easily see as an, a TV series or something because it was just, there's so much. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, so, there's, a, lot, there's, so there's a lot of things going on and like, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. And then I, and there's I, so many, I have, 12 books planned for the series yes you do <laughs> i saw i saw it um, well there's about a million characters that, right but not in the you know well because you put it at the end of game Legacy. of thrones million characters right. oh, where, God, where you don't know who's who well that's yeah. because they all have like names that sound yeah. exactly the same i'm like can you not jorian and georgian come on <laughs> yeah let's not let's not do that anymore yeah it's very, yeah, it's good. It's, it's very good. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's my baby. Well, we love your baby. <laughs> that wasn't It's the only baby I like. It's the only kind of baby I like. Okay. <laughs> it's the only kind of baby I like. And even then, half the t- like when I get into the editing phase, I'm like, this is why I didn't want to do this. I hate this. <laughs> if I have to read this sentence one more time. God, every, oh, I don't want to do it. Your process freaks me out. Okay, so what would you tell your teenage self if you could? Oh. 
do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid, but it is. Um, I mean, you're the one that was like writing as everybody's partying outside in the pool. It sounds like you were a type of person that did your homework. I didn't. Oh my gosh. I was the girl who I probably could have gotten straight A's, but I never did my homework because it bored me and I just didn't want to do it. was me too. I was just like, "Mm." so. I, I would I ace like it. <laughs> all my tests and everything and all my essays. And I was the girl who like, okay, there's a five page essay due in three weeks. And the morning of I'm sitting in the computer room, like typing it up, trying to like print it out before I have to get to the bus stop. Like that was I me am as well. I was I like, I'm like, such a procrastinator. I do. I do better under pressure. I feel like when I feel like I do too. Stuff. Cause yeah. I did well, that. I, mean, I had... tell myself that. <laughs> Well, I had written a paper and I did it like right away. And I want to say I got like a, like a really low B or something or a high C on it. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go back to doing it my way. Cause I get A's. Right. So yeah, there's something the morning paper. And I think that also helps with my, cause I write quickly. So I will go from, I mean, some days I won't write at all. And then other days I'll spit out like 15,000 words. So do you have like an outline? Do you have like a board where you kind of know ideas and then you just like write to get from point A to point B? I'm always interested about the process. Like a pantser or... The process. I'd like to call myself a pantser, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to call myself a plotter. But I'm not. But I'm not I kind of, I, I kind of mishmash the two. You're a plotzer. Um, I'm a plotzer. <laughs> I'm a plotzer. We need plotzers um, in the world too. <laughs> a plantzer. I'm a plantzer. Um, so I, I, I've learned over time not to, if I have an idea, to write it down. Um, so I have basically a running Google document um, that just has like a list of like. 18 different books that I'd love to write eventually. Um, For the actual books, typically what I will do is I will outline the first five to 10 chapters and then I'll wing it for half the book. Um, And then when it gets down to the end, I'll outline the end so that I know like how I'm going to wrap things up. Um, The other thing I do is I don't write in those. You got to like bring in those plot twists and things. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like writing linearly either. Ooh. Linearly, linear, straight across yeah. that word. I think you were right the first time. <laughs> yeah. It sounded linear. Linear, 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 linear. Yes, that one. It's a technical term there yeah. for the plant, sir. Um, <laughs> so I, if I get an idea for a scene, I will write the scene and then I'll go back and figure out where it's going to fit into the book. Oh, um, so like while I, it's in your for, head. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've quickly learned not to like suppress that urge. Um, I have, ADHD. that's actually Mad World. I started writing Mad World and I have written a pretty decent chunk of the middle and I'd never even started the beginning. Um, I even have like a couple scenes written for the sequel to that book. Oh, good. Yeah. So like, do, you, do you have ADHD? Because like your brain, I feel like your brain works like, that. Not normally. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not normally. Because <laughs> it's like it, to be right. somebody that can put all that chaos kind of together is amazing. So it's mm-hmm. like here's the thing: I have to write it down. If I I've learned that if I don't write it down, I won't remember it. I've I mean, I'll tell my myself day. this is that's a brilliant idea. As well. 
to the point where like now like I go to sleep and my iPad's always next to me so that like if I have an idea inevitably like right before I fall asleep I like will solve like the biggest plot hole ever and then I'll have to get up and then I'll have to like grab out my little pencil and like jot it all down on it like a notepad can I just say I think it's fucking hilarious that (laughs) you decided less than a year ago to publish your first book and now you have 12 more planned for a current series another one coming out another two another two coming out two different series right because the the new one the mad world mad world is is a a totally different world right mad world yes mad world is a different world one coming out 12 more planned after that from the current series then you've got a new it's just hilarious to me that you're like no i don't want to publish and now you're like i want to publish everything right i i think i yeah i was like i literally can't stop now so it's (laughs) it's kind of like i I just don't understand how you can write so much because they're not like small books like they're thick boys and uh, you're just like, mm working all day, writing all day, night, day. I mean, do you sleep or what? I do sleep. I, I love book. sleep. Me too. I, well, she says she's oh, my gosh, writer. I love sleep. She's got yeah. all these things you going on at one time. Listen, if she can write, like, five different scenes that don't, like... Go together That yet? don't... Aren't in any order. I feel like... The, like, she's got this you process. Got yeah, the, here's, this is the world that Carly introduced me to, though, because I've been a book, bookworm my entire life. And like, mm-hmm. I would go for, I mean, I would go and get books at the library. I would go and buy romance novels. Like I, I would just absorb romance novel. Like I could read like seven books a week mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. when I was in college and didn't have children at that time. Yep. Um, right. Sometimes more, but it, it just cracks me up. Cause like she has introduced me to a world where you actually like interact with authors and the the independent it's publishing weird right and- i did that too because like i grew up with books and authors yes. for like it was like trying to meet brad pitt like yes. but even like, like the idea the 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 people that are publishing independently are they are just the they are publishing these books like that like so many a year mm-hmm. and i'm like holy shit like i'd be waiting for books for so long. Yeah, <laughs> right. like that year gap. Between, yes. yeah. At least a year gap. Like, fine, I'm not going to mm-hmm. read it until the next one's ready. Well, yeah, because and now it's so funny because I'm spoiled because now when I have to wait like two months, I'm like, God damn it. It's such a long so time. Yeah, whereas before it was like I was waiting forever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. This is the world. To the point where like I would oh, buy the next book in a series, but I'm like. I don't even know when I read this first book or what it was about or if I liked it. We were just talking about that. I was like, because, you know, you have to do a reread before you get to the next one that comes out. That's why I'm reading Sanctum again. Even (laughs) though I already already wrote, I read Legacy. because Oh, did you read it? Yeah, I got an arc of it. Okay. So I already read it. How do I get on that list? I need on it. Uh, you just message me. Next you say, time and I'll hey, send Hannah, it to you. can I be on your arc team? And she'll be like, oh, uh, yeah, bitch. Also, also, <laughs> side note, I had no, like, I had no idea that I could read books early like that. Like, arcs were not oh, a thing God. that I knew about until Carly. <laughs> and, because here's the thing, like, I dabble in social media, but she's like, 
all about like, stalking people on social media level. Love it. And so it's like, I just, this was not a world I knew about. So when I got my first arc, I just felt like the biggest badass because I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting this before anybody else. No. Oh my God. There's like other people that have it. But not it's like when I was a teenager and worked at the movie theater and we got oh. to watch movies Thursday before they came out, came out on Friday. It was nice. like, that's right, bitches. I'm I'm watching Titanic before the rest of you. Ha ha ha. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, me. I mean, yeah, it's, well. It's like, what I will say is Carly just introduced me into a whole new world of like, being obsessed like okay. I already was, but I got to just interact more and it's really fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it definitely, um, because I got into blogging through someone else that I had met on, I'm going to date myself, Live Journal, oh. because I was all about the Live Journal life, um, writing my fan fiction. And she was like, Yeah, I blog and I get free books. And I was like, Say what now? You had me at free books. You had me at free books. Although I quickly came to regret that after yeah. doing it for like five years. Free book sounds fun until you're getting like 40 of them a day. Did you, besides your like fantastic mom, did you have any woman influencers growing up? I'm, I really feel like I have led the quintessential middle-class suburban white girl life. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's nothing like really that I, I feel like, and that's why, um, so I wrote Sanctum and you guys have both read it. So, you know, there's a lot of themes about, you know, women addressing sexual violence and mm-hmm. owning themselves and, you know, hitting that point where you stop just being a victim and you become that survivor. Um, and I've <laughs> really kind of struggled almost um, with, I love the book that I wrote, but sometimes I feel really fake because I don't know any of those experiences. I have an amazing family, Mm -hmm. an amazing nuclear family that uh, there's, my parents have been together for, it's going to be 50 years. There's no divorce. Um, You know, my, my brother married, my parents married their high school sweetheart. My brother married his middle school sweetheart. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. First of all, (laughs) apparently it is my family. Welcome to mine. So I'm basically waiting for Aria. That was my brother's daughter, Mm. oldest daughter to, you know, find her sweetheart now that she's in elementary school (laughs) and keep uh, it going. How old now? Well, so who's your boyfriend? Look, don't. My brother would freak. <laughs> He's so protective. He's so protective of his girls. Um, but I, I, after I wrote that, I got a lot of people reaching out to me who were, um, Vic, who who were survivors themselves, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, this is such a genuine voice, and they they were absolutely amazing in their feedback and in their compliments, and I just felt there was a big part of me that struggled for the longest time, like. Almost like I felt fake because if I did write it well, I didn't understand how because I never lived that. Yeah. I I had one of my favorite, like, I'm not saying that my favorite part was the violence or whatever, the horrific violence on women, but that it seemed so real, like a real thing that would happen to real people. But I think that was one of my favorite parts was how you wrote it. 
But you have to know. I mean, think when you, like, I would be the same way as you because I judge every, like, I judge every word out of my mouth. I would judge every you word I wrote. every single thing Overthink everything. Yeah. But when you really think about the the bigger picture of authors, like, it is probably fairly rare that an author has actual personal experience in everything they write about. Because right. that's true. I mean, I, even I'm right. Even that's like why it's, total fiction where it's I mean, mm-hmm. like fantasy yeah. and things like that. That's not there's you know, it's I think that just means you have empathy. It's my favorite word. You said that's, it. Uh, you know, and that's kind of what I finally just settled on instead of overthinking it is I'm just like, I'll, the only thing I did was I wrote in my head the way I felt like I would have reacted in certain yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the big thing about Sanctum and why I never thought anybody would read it was because I essentially wrote the book that I wanted to read. I didn't care about anybody else's opinion and yeah, I still I don't care keep, about anybody else's I need opinion. You keep on doing that because it's that's, good. That's why, um, cause you can't please everyone. I remember, um, oh, see, that would, that's, and my friends give me hell for this. Realize it. Cause I would read reviews. Mm. Um, and I remember reading literally back to back one review. They were both three star reviews. And one person said, I really liked this book, but it was really PG. Like, and, Sanctum, which it only had really had like that one scene in the yeah, cabin because there's not like constant boning in it. Exactly, and so it was like this is just. And then the review below it was, I really liked this book until it got to this one scene that was completely pornographic and inappropriate, and I was like, <laughs> "Son of a bitch!" I'm like, "Y'all need to meet oh, somewhere." Yeah, I, saw, I saw one review, and I was just like, "What are you talking about? Like, did you really read this book, or was it a different book?" And you think you're writing a review for a different but book? But that's the thing is, like, you're t- especially, <laughs> especially all the tropes and everything in mm-hmm. romance mm-hmm. like there's very specific <laughs> right that, that people are into and you're right you're not going to please everybody because some people yeah. would read some of these scenes and they'd be like oh that's nothing and then other people would be like exactly what is happening here pearls pearls gotta clutch the pearls yeah. i i it's... saw this thing on tiktok where this author was like I love, she was saying, I love, I love romance books. I love them. I'm, I write romance books, but I still would not want anybody to see my Kindle library. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, same. (laughs) I'm not going to show my Kindle to anyone. 100%. Yeah. I, it was like, it was really funny because I was like, oh yeah. I don't even like, I stopped being on Goodreads because I was like, Man, there's some of these it's books that people would totally... Well, yes, but people oh. would be, like, super judgy. So. Oh, yeah. All right. You want to talk about dating? I do. I do. What's your dating life been like? <laughs> oh, so um, it's really, really <laughs> so, kind of cool. Oh. Um, it doesn't exist. Okay. So there's okay. that. <laughs> okay. Oh. So remember, remember, let's go back to how I don't like children. Yes. yes. I also don't like people in general. <laughs> I also okay. don't like people. So I've always said if I ever got married or dated someone, it'd have to be like a Navy SEAL who's gone 11 and a half months out of the year. <laughs> because <laughs> literally like, like those so two weeks is all I see you take. for two weeks. That Bye. was fun. Yeah, you see you next like, year. You need like a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah, you need like where, you know, he's gone on business trips. 
Bye. <laughs> See you later. I I honestly have zero inclination to date. That's it just okay, seems though. like a headache that I want no part of. Yeah. Shockingly, though, I love romance books. <laughs> and that's fine. Because and I think maybe that's why, because I know the real thing will never, ever ma- like mm-hmm. match up to a book, because duh. I mean, people are flawed. They're flawed and imperfect and that's not in a cute, book sexy way. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And I should say business person. <laughs> right. Business. It doesn't have to be a businessman. No, it doesn't. Yeah. A business person. <sighs> just person <laughs> i don't i wouldn't do it it would need to be a man yeah <laughs> personal personal that's preference. preference that's a okay. personal preference that's just me i just felt weird like throwing that out there like that's the norm like just not. assume yeah i, I don't like to assume yeah assumer i know it's I'm fair to not, but again <laughs> i have that quintessential normal middle-class white girl heterosexual life yeah. like that's you know which is why I really struggled with, I don't want to say struggled with, but writing um, LGBT characters. Mm-hmm. I, did, I mean, some of my best friends are, you know, obviously non, you know, they're what, you know, people used to consider, you know, non-conformative or whatever. They're, mm-hmm. They live their own lives. Like, they love who they love, and that is. Right. You know, as and long as you're a consenting adult, that's what you we do say you. too. Like, and why should anyone else care about it? Like, fucking mind your Answer, own business. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I Did am. They try to make out with you inappropriately. No. Okay. I will then never ever apologize for my faith. I am a Christian. I am a hardcore Christian. So let's check another like box on the white girl column. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Show me where in the Bible it says to judge someone else. In fact, I'm pretty sure it says the opposite. Yep. I don't see. That's my thing. I, I, I that's I, what I, I don't really, get really, 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 really struggle because <sighs> I just don't think a lot of Christians act very Christian. Right. And they I don't. struggle with that. And, uh, and they don't. And it's really sad because it's like that taken on the role of being the judger, and it's like, nope. I'm pretty sure it's nope. Says not to You're do not. that, but no. My you know. job is, as a Christian is to love people. Right. That's the that's the calling of a Christian is to love people, and that's what I thought too. And then all these people are fake ass Christians, and I'm like, I can't deal with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I cannot. A, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I just you know I don't know. I think humans humans should just be nice and love yeah. people and accept people, and that is not the I world th- we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think I was really nervous about misrepresenting someone. Yeah. And then I just kind of fell into the what you just said is they're humans. So I don't care what gender you are. Like your reaction is a human reaction. And right. that's how it's going to be. So, you know, I kind of love that I have a polyamorous relationship in there. I have, um, you know, I have um, gay relationships. I have um, hetero relationships. It's I know because I I, like real life because they go to a school and like this stuff all happens in real life. So I hate it. It's like everyone it's boy and girl and boy and girl and boy and girl. And I'm just like, oh, really? That's really what like Mm -hmm. a school would be like? They're just all (laughs) boys and girls matched up together. No, that's how it goes. That's like the arc two by two. (laughs) Right. That's (laughs) it. No gay penguins. (laughs) <laughs> no. but you know what i like though is like it's i mean it's not something that's super focused on either 
it's just kind of like it's just, for the most part. It shouldn't be. I mean, the poly relationship be. is mentioned like briefly because she's like, oh, and then she's like, cool. All right, Sweet. let's move on. You know, it's not. Yeah, I'm in. The you definitely get more of that, and I have two books planned for them no. um, because I definitely I love, love to I love explore them. that. I love them. <laughs> Dude, so do I. So do I. So much. Um, their time is coming. I have to write three books before I get to there. Sure, sure. I mean, that's okay. I guess. I have Addie's book. I have covers for the next three. So, oh no way. Well, we saw. Do you do your own covers? Like, what do you? I, how do you do so that? broken. I did the cover up. I, I, I did pre-made covers. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's basically someone put together a bunch of covers and I found these and I was like, holy crap, this looks amazing. And there were four covers in the bunch. Um, the ones for Sanctum, Prey and Legacy, obviously. And then there was one more that I originally was going to use for Broken, but the guy on it, um, he's too old. He didn't look 18. He looked like... He uh, didn't look, and he didn't look like Rhodes. I was like, I can't... I can't do it. So I, I, I made Broken's cover. Um as you should. Yeah. Rhodes is awesome. Um, so charming. And then just, the same girl who did the original covers, um, I hired her to make the next three covers. Oh, nice. So yeah, see, I can show cover, you them if you want. Uh, I mean, because no one else will yeah. see them. But Addie's if you want to see them, I can show them. super cool, and I know that you already showed that one. The mom. I did. So you've seen Addie. Um, mm-hmm. Vanessa's going to kill me for spoiling this, but I don't care. Um, so the Suck book it, after that is called Requiem. On here. That's <gasps> the cover. Is that um, the not, not witch? Uh, what's her name? Lulu. Yes, yes. that's Lulu. Yes. So Lulu and um, Dimitri are books five and six. Oh, and then yay. this is Dimitri's cover. Oh, oh hello, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Hey, hey half-brother, how's it going? No. <laughs> Step-brother? Step-brother. Step-brother? Close your ears. <laughs> this it one. was in the end of Prey. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's true. Yeah. I was That's like, no figure out who, who Dimitri was at the end of that. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, so those are the ones ears, that... <laughs> Wasn't that, I that the storyline that I was, like, live texting you as I'm yep. reading? I'm like, is it... What, well, I think... But, like, I just... <laughs> yeah. It's the most fun because... Jessica will be like, what is happening? This person is this. She's like, but don't tell me. But she's texting me. She'll be like, mm-hmm. this person is this. Don't tell me. Know. That's what I'm, I'm like. Okay. like okay. I don't actually want to know, but okay. this is what but I think. But I need to get this reaction. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I think this. Okay. And then I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't tell me. Yeah. She's like, don't tell me. And I'm like, because mm-hmm. I hate spoilers, but I like, I love it. It cracks to, like, me up. Talk about things. So. I absolutely adore that, like, people are really into this. Yeah. And it's just funny to watch people react to it. And I'm like, I love it. I just, I yeah, hope we everyone likes Legacy because obviously the series is going to continue. Um, legacy is so good. Like, but Legacy turn, wraps up Sky twist. and Remy. Yeah. Another turn. No. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's over. God damn it. What's the next one? Bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do have more. I have a lot more. We're so I'm so excited about it. Oh, yeah. um, so it, it seems like if you hate people, you're probably more of an introvert, right? 
I am the world's best extroverted introvert. Okay. Nice. I can turn it on when I need to. One, um, one. But when sounded I, like one, super East one. Coast there. <laughs> I did. I did I get real cute. Eastern? I liked it. Yeah. Do it more. I mean, I can if, if you need me to talk like a little bit more Eastern or something. <laughs> like I can get real Eastern. <laughs> um, it's awkward. It's, it's awkward. Not doing that. It's awkward. <laughs> um. No. So I. <laughs> I can turn on my people person like side, um, but I hit a plateau and I'm like, I'm done. My no, parents done. called it Hannah Neat. So when I was a little kid, if we were all out like doing stuff as the family or whatever, as you do, um, whenever we came home in the evenings, no matter what time it was, they'd have to let me play at my table for like 15 minutes to kind of decompress mm-hmm. and they called it my table time and so even now that i'm an adult like if i kind of like wander off they're like oh she needs her table time <laughs> okay so do you have a me too moment that you wouldn't mind talking about no i've been very fortunate in that i don't have i never experienced something that was like earth shattering um life-changing, life-transforming. Um, I've been very blessed in that. Um, more than anything else, I've been the person that my friends would come to when mm-hmm. that kind of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I again, I think that comes, because the person that I am now is very much the person I was in high school. I did not date. I wasn't interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real moment I had where I was uncomfortable Um, with another guy was on a class field trip um, Mm -hmm. and we all went to an amusement park and um, the the, one of the guys that was kind of like an outlier in our friends group Mm -hmm. um, who you know just kind of hung out with us because there wasn't anything else he started to just I don't know like he was he would make inappropriate comments to me and he kept finding reasons to touch me um, and it it made me uncomfortable but I was very fortunate that I had an amazing group of friends who, especially the guys that I was with, mm-hmm. pretty much isolated me from him. Oh, good. Um, anytime, like, we were all get in line to go on a ride together, one of them would grab me. Um, they, like, they or, recognized that you were uncomfortable. Yeah, like, if, if, the, if this one guy would put his arm around me or something, um, one of my friends would say, hey, come here, I need you to look at this. So that, like, it would give me, like, an out. Perfect. Um, and, you know, and we were in, I was, like, 16, 17. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you very much, even though that was a very pale anything to go through, um, you still just... Like, I can still remember, you feel that, like, embarrassment almost? Like, right. it's not, and as an adult, I'm like, it's, it's not, not my fault. fault. It's not my fault. Right. Like, it's, well, it's, it's, also, it's, I think there's that thing where you're like, am I making a bigger deal than it really is? Right. Exactly. But it, exactly. It's, but it's to not. Me, if it's, if it makes you uncomfortable, it is a big deal. Right. I hope yeah. that, like, when our children are, you know, it, teenagers, I hope I can teach my boys to not just, like, distract that man like I hope hope that our children live in a world where it's okay for either your daughter to be like get off of me right like touch me again yeah or my sons can be like hey do you realize you're making her uncomfortable let's not do that that is not what men do 
You know, like that's what I yeah. Hope, like, I want in training these next generations to do. Right. It's you know, and not that I'm saying shout your friends to those... didn't do a good thing. I'm not. I'm not. Saying no, that, but, but at like, the I time, like it was 20 forward. years ago. Right. Yeah. So you know, it was very much like that wasn't something that was talked about no. openly. God, no, um, <laughs> no one really. And that's why I, I remember having a friend who was assaulted, um, and she came to me, and I, and she was like, "What do we do?" And I'm like. Hide it. I don't know. Hide it from everything, like because um, that's what you did then. Again, circle back to the badass woman. Um, I brought my mom into the room. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, and she was because it was my mom. She was comfortable telling her what happened. Hmm. Um, and I you know, I kind of became the safe place for my friends. Um, to you know, when stuff happened, they would come to me, um, which I loved. I, I, I you know, right. but. I never truly experienced anything, um, fortunately. Good. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not an advocate for awareness of it. Correct. And I fully recognize how fortunate I was because my experience was not the norm. Right. Um, Which is by sad. a long shot. Um, my one of my sisters was assaulted, and she was young. She was thirteen or fourteen. Jesus Christ. And happened in an alley. No, and at one point, like an adult walked by and saw what was going on and no. didn't kept walking. do anything. Oh no, hell no! This was in the eighties. You know, no, it was that's not okay. No, it wasn't. No, but it was not okay in like so many different levels. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. And um, and looking back on it now, I'm like. I, I just, I, I can't understand how people can't jump in right? when they see something like that. Um, right. But I'm so happy that it's stuff that's being talked about so that, you know, like you said, you're raising your boys to not just be aware of what's going on, but to be ready to intercede and mm-hmm. protect people if need be. You know, but you're raising your children. Right. Yeah, the but girls I, are being raised too. Yeah, I, you know, I just... I think for so long, everybody was like, well, what's your business is your business. Right. You know, like it's as as shocking as it is that somebody didn't do anything. It's also not shocking because for so long, it was like, like, well, whatever's happening over there, like you don't know what's happening. Maybe there's something, maybe it's not what it looks like. Maybe it's not an old man and a 13 year old girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, but even like the conversations about consent and what consent actually mm-hmm. means. Boys and, will be the boys will be oh, boys God, mentality. Yeah. That and, makes me so you know, angry. Yeah, I don't the like double that. standard that was you know very much still very much is in play mm-hmm. is frustrating. It's um, so frustrating. And I don't think I realized how frustrated I was until I wrote this series. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, you realize this is like soup. Oh, that was another review I got. Someone was like, this is super feminist. And I was like, You're like, cool. And thank you. So that means be. five stars, right? <laughs> and she's like, no, she was like really mad. She was like, you know, the idea that she's feminism like, is like a bad word to some people. I know. Yeah. It's, like well, it's I a mean, really it's, dirty it really word. They don't know what it means. Or yeah. they're shitty people. I don't know. Right. One or the other. But I, but I think the the meaning has become so convoluted that people think that if you're a feminist, then you are a quote unquote flaming liberal. Yeah. yeah right. Like it's well, that's that. not what it is. Like, it's no, just no, no. I'm 
It's just sure. about recognizing that a woman has no greater or lesser worth than a man. Right. Okay. Are you good at compliments? Getting compliments, I'm I guess. Are you good at awful at getting compliments? <laughs> I am the worst. Oh, that's so sad. Cause now you got to give yourself one. Yay. I have to give myself one. Yay. <laughs> Her face I is know. exactly what my face would be. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's brilliant. Like, does really it, like what kind of comp? Like, Anything. what do I have to compliment myself Anything. on? Like, what is a compliment to yourself? Go. A compliment to myself. Um, <laughs> you sound so mad. <laughs> I don't like complimenting me. Right. We don't like um, it. Either. That's why we make you do it. <laughs> oh gosh, can I compliment you guys? Like, no. that sounds it's like it would be more fun. No. No, this is not yourself. a compliment circle. This is a compliment self. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Um, Horrible. Yeah, you know what? I am. I'm super proud of myself that I've put out four books in less than a year. Yeah, Hell yeah. yes, you did. That's. I was. A, I went into this with that one book, thinking no one is going to read this. This is just going to be nothing, and it has changed my life. And you were so, so wrong. About your own self, wrong to wrong, wrong because it's so good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys think so. I'm proud of you too. Good job. Good job. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Look at that compliment you gave yourself. Right. Yeah. Now we're gonna do fun wheel questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hit me. All right. What's the biggest lie you've ever been told that you know about? That you know about. Been told? Yeah. yeah. Some lion ass liars. <laughs> All the ones I can think of could theoretically get people in a lot. <laughs> Damn it. Those are the good ones. Right. Can we just like give them fake names? <laughs> I wish. They oh, would know immediately. God, those sound like so juicy, fun ones, too. <sighs> I'm really gullible. So, like, oh, not gullible, but I'm very trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to take people at face value when they say they're going to do something. Um, and instead they're been, Okay. Okay. I've got one. You're going to laugh. This is <laughs> stupid. It's stupid, but it definitely, because it lasted the longest amount of time. Okay. Oh, here we go. Um, typically I will have, you know, I'm the one doing the lying and I, that came out really wrong, I, but <laughs> usually I'm the one playing player. jokes on people. I'm usually the one playing jokes on people. Okay. Um, so if, this was probably about 15 years ago. We were all sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and I overheard my parents talking because we hosted Thanksgiving dinner and they were talking to my aunt and uncle. Um, and, you know, they were just having this conversation and somehow it got on the subject of our childhood cat, Sadie. <laughs> and, um, and I just remember you know, my dad saying, yeah, you know, we were really sad and we had to put her down. I'm like, you didn't put her down. She went to go live with someone else. And my parents looked at me and like, Hannah, they, that was the vet. He came to the house and put her down and left with her in a box. (laughs) My entire life. I had thought that this cat just because I had really bad allergies to cats. So I thought my parents just made this difficult sacrifice to like rehome our cat. No, no, no. The cat died. I feel like a bad human. See, and I'm laughing and right you're now. like, no, 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 like, she's still alive at someone's house I, right now. She's out in on the my head. She's at the in farm. my head. 
she was only like five years old or something. So I'm like, so of course she's like, no, she was actually like 19 at that oh point. God, <laughs> and I didn't know it. I mean, listen, <laughs> it, depending on a kid's age, that's probably the best. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a I was like six. Hard I was like five or six. Yeah. yeah. So that's a but I just really dis- hard conversation to have. No, like, I distinctly remember this cat and I remember like the person coming over and then we didn't have the cat anymore. And they, because the cat went to go be with that person. I just didn't understand that they went to go be with the person in a car until they got him to an incinerator. So it was the most random like Thanksgiving conversation. Like, huh. I just, you know, my parents are like, Hannah, you put the cat to sleep. Hannah, <laughs> come on now. Like the well, cat was you know, old. I'm like, she wasn't that old. She was 19. Okay, okay maybe she was that old. old. I just old. love how you're like, no, no. No, it's like <laughs> the like being the naivete of childhood, right? Yeah, trusting my like parents upon. I'm just used to the one lying to my parents, not the one being lied right. to. Like no, Bastards. yeah, I finished my homework. No, I didn't worse. sneak out my damn window <laughs> to go hang out. With I friends. never snuck out my window. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Probably because I was terrified I'd break a leg. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I didn't sneak. Out. For some reason, my I'd hardly call it sneaking. It, I mean, the window was right there. There was a ledge under I it. You could just I, we went out my down. basement sliding glass door because it was the only door. For some reason, this will not be what happens in my house. <laughs> For some reason, it was the only door in my parents' house that did not have an alarm. Things oh, connected on. to it. Be, so, like every other door, if you opened it, it would make a sound. The basement one, it didn't. Now. The other gamble was it was underneath their bedroom window. Ooh. So you had to be very quiet. Ooh, that's why they didn't put yeah. an alarm on but it. But we used to sneak Dumb. in and out of my friend's bedroom window all the time. Right. Yeah. I will not name names. Um, do you believe in Protect aliens? The innocent. Do I believe in aliens? Mm-hmm. I love this question. That's um, <laughs> so interesting. I, I'm not like... I don't know. Like, I feel like there ha- there's so many other solar systems and planets. Like, there has to be something else out there. Right. Otherwise. Correct. Like, there just has to be. Yeah. There has That's to, you know, there has to be something. Ghosts and aliens. Like, I, I don't believe I, in ghosts. Well, I don't know that that, here's my thing about ghosts. I don't know that, like, I'm not, I'm not willing to say there aren't ghosts. But I don't know if there are either. But right. aliens. It's too big. Right. How would there not mathematically? Be else? There has to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, like what are the odds? Yeah. Like, like just, even if it's why like create all these solar systems? Right. Yeah, like why are do we, we need all these solar are we systems? About a, and like a higher black holes, level, and, uh, like humanoid, like human-ish. Maybe aliens are also ghosts. They figured out oh, some technology fuck. to to you know, knock things even over in a. Yeah. Well, that took a turn. Listen, it was all my dog. (laughs) Correct. That asshole. That's why Anna wanted me. She was like, can you stop? And I was like, no. She's like, Jasper knocked her smoothie all over the carpet. Because, of course, he did. Fuck. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Your desert island top five things you need in a desert island with you. How long am I going to be there? Um, definitely changes the list yeah it does i know we're assuming that there's like 
a fresh fruit and water supply, so yes. I don't need to bring that stuff. Yes, I, I would say. Yeah. Let's say a year. That's let's a good, say a listen, year. I appreciate your your thought process there. Yes, yes, we'll say a year. I gotta like because you know, otherwise I'm just gonna go. Oh, blanket. You know, right. no. Right, right, right. Um, you're warm. You're- cargo plane full of Fiji water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what is- I crashed in there on. <laughs> Real specific. <laughs> I mean, that's ambitious. I like it. <laughs> right. right. Cargo plane. Um, a boat. <laughs> that's what I'm bringing to my island. A boat. One boat. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring a boat. Um, a tent because, look, me building the tent is going to be challenging. I'm definitely not going to figure out how to make a shelter. Right. And oh, I'm no. too terrified of bugs to sleep on a ground. Oh, same. Um, <laughs> and snakes and Oh, like I really want to say I'd bring my Kindle, but then charging becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm, not if you one of your five items is a solar charger. <gasps> oh, you are good. God damn it! You just changed my game there. I know. Okay, so I'm going to do that: solar okay. charger, Kindle, Kindle, and um my phone. Not because I think it'll work, but because I can take pictures of anything cool. Um, I can like listen to all my music is on there. So yeah. I can listen to music. Um, and it'll keep recharging so I can keep playing candy crush or something. Right. Cause you have I a mean, solar charger in like a year. I'll be at level like 1,294. Right. So the same number you know. of books you're going to write. <laughs> no, that was 1,812. Uh, but side oh, note, you can put the, you can write books on your Kindle or phone too. So yep. I could, Take or out. I could like, if I get really bored of those mediums, I could grab a stick and like write it in the sand. Right now you're going like cablemen yes. there. I like it. Like, right. It sucks. Cause like one of the things that I have to bring is like sunscreen. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think about sunscreen. I also like for I, did, I like I didn't even I do medication all day during the during sun times. Yeah, like go out for a while enough to then, not get a sunburn. Yeah. Now I've been yeah. like on islands and they're always like close to like the equator where sun gets there. That's fair. Maybe you're I've, in I'm Irish. <laughs> I have two shades, white and red. That's right. all I get. Like the red peels off and it's white again. <laughs> yes. It's great. I I, I can tan. Fuck but, you. Well, you know. My kid That's can my... tan. It's great. <laughs> okay, do you have a biggest regret? Not publishing quicker? <laughs> Not trusting those asshole friends of hers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I, like, I feel like that happened when it needed to happen, when it yeah. was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I was just teasing. Um, I think my biggest regret would probably be like high school and college. I should have buckled down and studied more, but at the same time, I, it kind of put me on a collision course with the life I have today. So, you know, it's right. You can't regret that too much. I, I, I have a hard time regretting things. Um, I made a left-hand turn and totaled a car. I regret that. Oh, shit. <laughs> totaled a brand new, like, the insurance company didn't even know what to do with the car. It was so new. They were, oh, like, no. it was only, like, I'd only had it for two weeks. It was, like, brand new. No. Totaled the car. Oh. Yeah, that's probably, I, I regret that. <laughs> they were expanding our, I was going to pick up my brother from work, mm-hmm. um, down the road and it was like 11 30 at night 
and they had been doing construction on the road outside of our neighborhood and they had left like the construction trucks out and Mm -hmm. I couldn't really see around them. So I pulled out and there was someone doing like 75 and a 40. So did they get in trouble? No, because they had the right of way. Yeah, but that's bullshit. Right. That yeah. like you should and I'm not saying like you like some uh, all I'm right. It's, is, yeah. it's definitely one of those catch, you know, twenty because the only the only other witness was someone who was also doing the same speed limit he was, who was following him. And oh, come on. they weren't going to own up to it because nope. then they would have had to have admitted that they were committing a crime essentially. So, so that although know. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's okay. He he didn't show up so I because I got a ticket um, for like failure to yield or something. So I decided I was going to, what my dad told me, he's like, fight it so you don't get a point. And mm-hmm. so because the other guy never showed up, I, they just dismissed it because he was the only witness. Nice. So, yeah. I, I got into an accident one time and it was just, it, the sun was directly in my eyes and I literally could not, I didn't see the car turning. And mm-hmm. um, I we had to pay I mean, I was young, so it was like my parents, but right. like our insurance had to pay for her medical bills, even though she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. What? Mm-hmm. So it's like, who just doesn't wear a seatbelt? Right. And I'm not uh, saying, listen, it was totally my fault. I'm not saying that, but it was like, but you probably wouldn't. And she wasn't like, yeah, wouldn't it bad been so bad? I'm like, not saying, if, like, and I'm not trying to. If you were wearing to, your seatbelt, yeah. All of your shit wouldn't be broken, stupid. And I, again, it was our oh insurance, and that's what it's for. I'm not saying, but I just, like, to this day, I'm still like, but it but, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been yeah. all that injured if you were wearing your seatbelt. Which yeah. is a lot. this guy hadn't right. been going 70 miles an hour, yeah, or right. 75, you know, it, it, was it wouldn't have happened. Right. But, but, you know, I, it's... It did. It happened. It's... Regret. Still a V. Regretful. All the regrets. That's not, I mean, listen... I feel like the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a pretty good that's one. That's the though. same. Yeah. It's a pretty, like I said, pretty I mild. led a pretty easy life. But I don't think, listen, you said you were going to be boring and I feel like, I feel like I that feel was like not boring. I was not bored. I so bored. there was no, there's boring. my, I feel like that might be the alcohol you're talking. Not, I've had two, um, two beers. Yeah. My cheeks are more than like me. beer red as much as they usually are. So, I just, yeah. I don't like the taste of alcohol. I can taste it in anything. Really? Mm-hmm. My friends used to take me out and they would devote entire evenings to just trying to find a drink that I would like. And the only thing that happened is they got drunk on all the wasted drinks that I didn't touch <laughs> and I drove them home. Oh, so, no, so that's, that's what it was. It turned into, it turned into you just being the DD. Like, oh, they did. We'll I, I would try everything. DD again. <laughs> There's a picture of Darn. me um, at a polycon. Like they tried to get me to do a shot, and like the expression on my face, it, you would think that like they were making me drink like snake urine or something. Oh, like God. it is just so <laughs> the look on my face is like absolute <laughs> and utter disgust. Oh. And like I like I just like to the point where like I look so disgusted. I look angry. Like oh, like I'm personally offended at the alcohol for existing <laughs> in this glass. You immediately left. You stormed out of there. You were like, yeah. I hate this. So I've never been drunk. I've never been tipsy because hmm, I just don't like life. the taste of it. Talk about regrets. Hmm. You have, I mean, good. you have really helped yourself not have more regrets. Right. <laughs> with that. Yeah. 
alcohol is re- I am never. I am city. not somebody like I don't. I'm. I will never be that person that like mows my lawn and it's like, oh, I'm hot. I need a cold beer. No, no, no. Give me iced tea. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Like I'm not. I don't like alcohol that much. Yeah. But it's not I, like I, thirst I, quenching. It isn't to me. It's not mm-hmm. something that I like. I don't even go to concerts and like. I know you need that for uh, the anxiety side yeah. of it. Yeah. But I get uh, too. Hot. I could probably like just try taking my anti-anxiety meds. <laughs> Give it a shot. Ooh, why would I do that? Well, I get too hot, and then I just get, uh, it's not, yeah, so. And cranky. I, and cranky yeah, I don't go to, that. I just, yeah, I, but I like alcohol. Yeah. But I don't normally drink to just drink. It just makes me sound like mm-hmm. an alcoholic. I'm really not. I don't drink all that often. Mm-hmm. But if I drink, it's because I want to get tipsy. Like, it's, right. you know, I just want to, like. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a planned thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think yeah. I'd like to experience being that, but. You just hate the taste of it. I can't stand the taste of it. And I I love water. Like I this so Same. my water thing is like forty ounces and I think this is my fourth one today. So no, I, I she does not water. like she hates water. I, I love water. Oh, you're one of those? Yeah. I don't understand I how people can hate water. It's like hate, eating like, air. I know. Isn't it weird? Because like I'll just not drink anything. I'll drink coffee in the morning and then won't drink anything the rest of the day until like dinner. I feel time. like my coworker, she does that and I'm constantly harping on her because she's like, I have a headache. I don't feel good. I'm like, you need to drink yeah, water. My husband was like You're killing your body. I know. <laughs> Tyler goes oh, you have a headache? Have you had any water today? And I was like, listen, <laughs> child. Ooh, yeah. fuck all Sorry, he's seven years younger than me, so I can say that he's a child if I want to. <gasps> I know, right? I hate yes. that term. I relate it, though. <laughs> yeah, but still, I did it, and I don't care. Um, no, it was real fun when I called him child groom. Child groom. Child groom. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Something's wrong with me. It's fine. Whatever. So many things. So but many I still things. love you. Thanks. Well, this was fun. Yeah, we I'm had so fun. glad we got to What's talk to fun? you. And um, it was a pleasure to meet you. And yeah. now you're going to be my friend. Now we're friends. Friends for life. I accept this. <laughs> I accept these friends. I accept. Um, I like I'm not it. Sure, when we're going to release it? We were going to release it Tuesday. Next Tuesday, mm-hmm. kind of coincide because with- then the book would release on the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. But since the book released today, I don't know. We might wait until we like get a couple, couple episodes. Yeah, recorded. but we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, it so won't that be you could too just- long. Yeah, because I know uh, one week that we were going to record. Now I won't be here because I'll be at the anniversary place, How the Elms. Dare you. How dare you? Because we always record on Wednesdays. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys need to like come to an event or something. Um, okay. <laughs> we were supposed to go to the, uh, what is it? The Windy City. Wild and Windy. Wild and Windy. And then, last year, and then the pandemic hit. Yep. I it's went good fun, to, isn't it? um, ruined everything. Uh, what was Jen's event in Austin? Texas. Oh, the origin event? Yeah, I went to that. Oh, we were in the same room. What? Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I organized that one too. Well, Steph and I did. Stephanie Brown and I. Fucking shit. So are you going to keep organizing that stuff? Um, No, I don't have any plans to. Um, I know 
uh, right now, Jen is trying to figure out how to move forward with right. the pandemic. Um, and she wants to be very careful about planning an event because she doesn't want to run into a situation like we had last year where... Where she lost all of her money? It 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 wasn't even so much about that for her. It was more about um, disappointing that many fans. And at that point, there was nothing we could do because... Yeah. Well, there's still nothing you can do because you still can't have that many people in one place at a time. It's yeah. So it's still, you know, it was it's just a very, if you're mad at someone yeah. for not having an event during the pandemic, oh, no, no, it wasn't so much that we didn't have the event. People understood that. Mm -hmm. Um, it was that they couldn't get a refund because oh. at that point, I mean, when you do events, um, the way hotels work is you have to pay for everything before you set foot in there. Yep. Um, so a lot of the stuff, like we had bought all the swag bags, oh we had bought God. the stuff that goes in the swag bags, oh, no. um, you know, t-shirts so for the close. staff. It was, it was, oh, she canceled shit. it like a week before our core team was supposed to get on site to start setting up. So it was two weeks before the event oh, so and shitty. it was, but that was, it was March. It was middle of March. And that's when everything was like domino effect falling down. Right. And you didn't and, know, like you couldn't postpone it for a different time. Yeah. Well, and not even that by the time we, and the hotel fought her tooth and nail about us canceling the event. I mean, I fought her. Like, come on. But by the time we got there, um, they were only allowing guests on two floors of the 18 floor hotel. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> because they only kept enough staff there to clean these rooms. Plus they didn't have anyone booking. Uh, um, oh, but they were mad, a, mad about exactly, exactly, like, oh, exactly you. And then not even that they didn't have, um, so they have a restaurant in there and a bar. They did not have those open because they didn't oh, so bring in any staff to run to it. Booked, even though you wouldn't be getting, yeah, what? I would have gotten yeah. belligerent, <laughs> the, mad the at those general people. manager of the hotel parked my car because they had furloughed all of their valet drivers. Um, it, it, it was, it, to, so I remember we checked in out there on Friday and Friday night, one of um, the other girls managed to come in. She was local. She had driven down and was going to stay in the hotel. Just, we knocked everything out in like four days, oh like put everything together, shipped it out, which sucked because, you know, we had to ship everyone their stuff and mm -hmm. things got lost and we had to ship like over a thousand packages and it was just a nightmare. Oh, um, like just talking about it. It just, like and nightmare. I remember I went to help the one girl like get checked in because everything, um, I was the contracted hotel liaison. So I, everything was in my name. Holy um, shit. and so I went to go approve her to get her room key in one of the rooms that we were comp that we were paying for. And, she, she looked at me and she's like, oh my gosh, this is awful. I'm like, what's awful? I mean, obviously everything's awful right, right now. But um, the the clerk who was checking in another couple, um, she said, he just said that tonight's his last night. They told him not to come back after tonight. Like they were laying off all of their employees as we were there. Like and by the time we like, left, how dare you it try was to cancel just, this event with thousands yeah, It was just being run by the management team. That's it. Dude, that was in the, when you think about that was probably still when we weren't even wearing masks and nope. stuff. Nope, we weren't. Like it's just like it, we weren't just walking around, breathing <laughs> yes. air on each other. That's what's yeah. so crazy about all of this is that 
I mean, we aren't wearing masks, but we're both yep. fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated today. Yeah. So, right like, now. I had a girl. Technically, you're not, but good ago. job. That's not, yeah. Well, yeah, technically. Yeah. But technically, you still have to wait two more weeks. Oh, no, no. My my shot, my yeah. second shot was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then yeah, you're good. Yeah, like, so I'm, she's at that. I'm real vaccinated. Yeah. Um, I got vaccinated in December. Damn, girl. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, well because sense, I actually. <laughs> Did, I did a clinical trial, and so before anything was approved, Dang, when they were still trying to trying figure to out if they it. could do them, I actually got the AstraZeneca one, which has not been approved in the U.S. Oh yeah. wow! But it's approved so, everywhere else, right? Yeah. It's approved in Africa, Europe, India. I think Canada approved it. Uh, yeah. The U.S. has Europe. much stricter guidelines um, um, for approving like medication. AstraZeneca hasn't things. given us enough money to right. be I got the released Pfizer. or something. Which one did you get? I got Pfizer. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I, um, so yeah, that's why, I mean, we aren't wearing masks because now we're both like vaccinated and mm-hmm. all, but yeah, CDC says you don't of, have to. Yeah. It, it, but even, I mean, cause like through, for a while through it, right. we would still kind of like hang cause we were in that bubble, but yeah. then it was like numbers like, were just skyrocketing. Yeah, so we, we had, like stopped hanging out yeah, in person too. Yeah. It's just because we wanted to be careful. Yeah. yeah. My brother and his family live a mile up the road, if that. Mm -hmm. Um, So from we all made a collective decision as a family um, to like we we were in each other's bubble essentially. So my my dad's retired. My mom doesn't work. Well, she cleans houses, but she stopped Mm -hmm. um, when everything started going to shut down. My sister, um, she works a couple hours a week. And my brother and I were the only ones who work full time. Mm-hmm. And even then, my office for like three months, we kind of rotated shifts mm-hmm. um, so that we had two people in the office to handle any deliveries, to see patients, that kind of stuff. But then the rest of us worked from home. So I was only in the office like two or th- like one to three days a week. Uh, yeah. I'm still working from home. <sighs> my first day back to the office is Friday and I only have to go in on Fridays. Yeah, and my boss was like, mm, you don't even have to be here the whole day, just like for half a day. And I'm like, but why though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what people have found is that you don't need all these employees. Like people not are actually more productive yeah, now. Not in, a, yeah. not in a building. Everything they have. And that's the, you know, if there was ever going to be a pandemic, it's so great. Cause like my kids, grandparents that don't live here in town, they can FaceTime and they can do all these things. Right. So, and I just think yeah. across the world, at least, pe- I mean, doesn't save all the people that died alone. Right. Oh, I'm so angry about it. I know. Um, it just, you know, it does. It, it, yeah. If you fi- look at back like the pandemic, the, in- the Spanish influenza pandemic mm-hmm. of like the 1918s, mm-hmm. that was, I can't imagine because right. we're all griping and complaining about having to sit in our air-conditioned houses with our electricity and our Netflix and our, right. and you our, know, subscriptions our and, and our, our laptops and our Kindles <laughs> and our FaceTimes and, I know. you we know, all it. this other stuff. And these people literally, like, had they had to do, do the same they thing, were like but they didn't have any of that. And stuff for fun. But they right? Also- they were, like, organizing the rock collection. <laughs> right. right. But <laughs> my understanding is they actually way. listened, too. Like right. they did what they were asked to do for right. the most part. So yeah, well, because back then you didn't have so much dissent. People tended 
tended to trust their leaders and follow them. (laughs) Right. And they were like, hey, this thing is killing everyone. Yeah. Stay home. Wear this. And they're like, oh, shit. Cool. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, though, too. I think we are used to a world where medicine beats almost everything. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know obviously we haven't like cured cancer, cured. Like, I get that. But it just, it's not like, yeah, they were, they like, they knew shit could get real very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I think, you know, they, they they got scared right into their homes by themselves. If you get sick, you go to the hospital and and you you get all better. But well, now (laughs) that's the world we got used to. But yeah. That's not the case. No, no, not always. No, no, no. No, people very much lost that, you know. And then people, yeah. So yeah, we should be scared of viruses. (laughs) Like we should still be scared of those. If you ever want to be super duper scared, (laughs) go watch a thirty-minute episode on John Oliver about um, future pandemics. No thanks. It's real scary. I'll live in my real, real scary. Head of future <laughs> pandemics. <laughs> I can make up all sorts of shit. Same. As long as it's not for another hundred years, I'm good. Right. I'll be dead. I don't give a shit. It's just curious because I am wondering how things are going to start to, like, what are things going to look like a year from now? Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Because then, you know, I keep, everyone keeps saying it'll never, ever go back to the way it was. And I get that. kind of will. But, like, if you look at Australia, they wore masks for three weeks. Right. And now they're That's just it. having concerts. They're, they have everything. Like, yeah. They yeah. shop. They, like, they're they're totally fine. They've totally yeah. knocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they also they were did smart. where if you went there, you had to quarantine for two weeks. And they, like, they Mandatory. Steps. Right. Like, Mandatory quarantine. They yeah. locked down their borders. Yeah. They said, nope, unless you live here, you're not coming here. Right. As it should be, (laughs) then that's how you get rid of it. But no, Mm -hmm. not on an everyday basis, though. (laughs) But we don't want to build a wall. Right. No, we don't want to build a wall, but just for the quarantine (laughs) thing. I'm just just being a shit stir. Well, I mean, like Canada won't even let us in. So they're like, "Mm, no, thanks. Oh, you're American. Fuck off. As you should tell us. Correct. We're kind of a trash people. I know. We're like the the most white trash. Like everyone's like, ugh. Drunk ass stupid Americans are trying to get in again. Mm-hmm. Did you try shooting a gun at them? Oh, More God. than that. Yeah. Out. Okay, so I'm so glad you came. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. I'm glad you came to talk to us. This was awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. We're so happy you would be on our podcast. <laughs> when, oh, anytime smile. anyone says yes, I'm just like you like us <laughs> this is fun i've never done a podcast before this was a lot of fun well this is going to be the best one then yeah <laughs> it'll be the friends. best podcast i've ever done right <laughs> and it will I'll continue take to be that yeah i'll take that all um, right then okay well thank you again yeah thank you and thank you Bye. Bye. goodbye Bye. <laughs>